Life is a journey, and eventually, all roads come together. You're listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Bryce Ginther. And I'm Aaron Brenneman. And this is Breaking Camp. Welcome, Breaking Camp Vagabonds. Mmm. It is me, Bryce, like and that one. Aaron, your camp hosts. Camp hosts. Uh, here on... Bundle up, campers. What has what has <laughs> turned into a snow day. Snow day. Have you seen? Have you ever seen the classic movie Snow Day? Ah, uh, I don't think so. Where it's Chris... Uh, who is the guy who's the paper boy? Chris oh, Elliott. Oh, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott's he the, sn- the He's the snowplow driver. Dude. And all the kids conspire... <laughs> To make it so he can't plow the street so they don't have to have school. Classic. I have to watch that. You do. I love Chris Elliott. He was in Schitt's Creek recently Mm -hmm. and plays such a great character as usual. Yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah. So, snow day. Snow day. We got a snow day. Anything can happen today. (laughs) Exactly. I wanted to say that, but without context, it really didn't make any sense because you're like, of course, anything can happen. It's a snow day. Yeah. But I, I, I think like... Well, we were talking a little bit, and even without talking, I'm thinking that days like today, really, really, like, just the stars align, everything's perfect for you, because you're going, see? Mm. See? This is why I carry all this stuff in my car. It's been so good. Yeah. I (laughs) I did not chain up last night. Typically, I'll chain up early. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and I got capable rigs with good tires, but I live in an area where I got to go up and down these 10 mile per hour hair... (laughs) What do they call Hair, them? Hairpin, hairpin turns. Turn. Yeah. Up and down over the river. And so it's probably fine, but I'd just rather be a little safer, throw yeah. them on. It gives me a test run, you know, on yeah. them. But they actually turned out really good. So I got some got See some you. for the car. Usually I put them on the truck. The truck's still got a camper on it. I but think that would be a hard snow drive with the camper on because it's real top heavy now. It's it's pretty heavy. Yeah. And the those chains aren't great. They're fine for... If it's nasty and you need them. But these ones are just those cable ones for tires. Yeah. Got them from Northwest Employee Owned by Mart. Hey. Dude. Shout out. If you're not a member, you should be. Sponsored, not sponsored. Yeah, right. And uh, so I threw them on. Those were great. It came over this morning. And, and this morning I woke up and we had a little bit of snow, you know, a trace, an inch or so, but it was super mm-hmm. dry and blowy. Yeah. I guess for people listening, this would, for reference, we're recording on... The twelfth or whatever, so last week, obviously, yeah, when the snow was, you'll you'll probably remember when the snow was here. That's when we were recording. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so this morning, woke up a little bit and saw some white and got super excited. I mean, I've been excited for days. Let's be honest. I've been checking the forecast. I always check the weather. <laughs> Here's how I count. Here's how I tell people. Yeah. Hey, did you see it's going to snow? I take the high quantity of snow amount for whatever multiple days, add that all yeah. up, add a little margin, <laughs> yeah. and I say, hey, it's going to snow 39 inches. And they're <laughs> like, you're crazy. This time, it appears we have the potential for that to happen, because I got the forecast. Would you like to hear the forecast? I want, yeah, I need it. You can look out the window and see that it's snowing. Nothing like a forecast a week late. Yeah, here's the forecast. <laughs> we'll see. You write in, tell us if we nailed it. Here's the <laughs> yeah, forecast. Yeah. 26 degrees, presently, this is in Sandy, Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, home base of Breaking Camp uh, Podcast headquarters, Sandy, Oregon. Rain. Oh, sorry. We're under a winter weather advisory. Of course we are. Yes. You know? Yes. So we have that. And then it says 26 degrees, mm-hmm. snow, mm-hmm. feels like 15, mm. low of 24 today, a high of 33. Okay. And you're like, this is promising. Yeah, yeah. And I actually saw, I was watching the news this morning, we are in, a, we have an atmospheric river I, coming our way. I asked Amy that when she was telling me the forecast a few days ago. I'm like, but did they tell us it's an atmospheric river? And she's like, yes. Yes, an atmospheric <laughs> river. So we got all this moisture pumping in. We got this pressure system coming down, the polar yeah. uh, pressure system coming down. This We got this gorge wind pushing out because, <laughs> so we, we didn't talk about what we did this week or last night but last night i mean i just uh spent some time reading from the classic text weather of the pacific northwest and i read the chapter on snow and ice storms in in preparation in preparation just so i know so here's how this happens it's not an offshore thing the reason why we have such a mild climate Mm -hmm. here in the valley while our mountains have some of the highest snowfall quantities is that we have this offshore 
uh, air coming off of the Pacific Ocean. And even in the wintertime, mm-hmm. that top air uh, temperature level is around 40, which yes. warms the air and keeps yeah. it warm. So even if it's coming off store, offshore, we have this massive front coming in. What changes is when you get this gorge wind coming yes. out, bringing the polar winds down. Yeah. So it's like, it's all aligning. I was so excited. <laughs> so I woke up this morning, back to the forecast, 26 degrees, rain, <laughs> with a chance of 10 to 15 inches of snow this until this evening. <laughs> <laughs> such, it's such a cop out. It's awesome. It's, it's like, well... I feel like they've gotten a little better in terms of their forecasting lately, but I do have a, a typical winter storm forecast. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Is this your forecast? This is one that, that I got off the internet, one oh. of those meme things. Um, snow alert. We're expecting zero to 85 inches of snow. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Starting Thursday or Friday or Monday maybe, but probably not happening at all. Dude, that's that's Portland. And recommendations: stock up on all necessities immediately and prepare for snowmageddon, mm-hmm. or a beautiful weekend. Either one's possible. <laughs> it could be sunny. <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday I was at work and uh, keeping an eye on the storm coming in because if if it turned to like a freezing rain really quickly, mm-hmm. I'd want to get home fast, you know. Which that was the I think the the. We had that possibility of a perfect storm right then yeah. because of that hot that, or the warm air and the cool air meeting. It's already been raining all day. And mm-hmm. then if all of a sudden turns to um, to snow, you know, it can get slick real quick. Or if it just keeps icing. Yeah, that's what we have yeah. south of us in Walla Colton. Well, and like area. the news ice. was showing, you know, cold air hitting a warm blanket and then back to cold, which creates freezing rain mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to keep my eye on stuff so that I can leave if I need to. And I got a text from Amy saying, hey, just so you know, the chains are in the car. <laughs> so she had put them in her Oh, rig. she put them in for you? Yeah. No, oh. in her rig. Oh, in my, her. You know, yeah, because I had mine. But like, because that was the funny story from weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. She, here we are out and driving through the mountain and she didn't have the chains in the rig. <laughs> and so she had said, hey, I, I put them in. Oh, that's awesome. So she did it. That's good. <laughs> You know, it's better to be prepared and not need them than need yeah. them. And did not I have, have them. chains in my rig? Is the question. No, but you mm. probably had cat litter. I did not have chains. Uh, I I had balding tires and four wheel drive. Oh, you're so, fine. Fine. You're fairly main roads from. Yeah, it's a flat drive home. And I actually was really like paying attention because I was like, uh, my tires are not. They're at the end of the life, mm-hmm. and so. You- you want to just push it though, I, like yeah. get through the winter because yeah. then once you get to summer, you can run them for the whole summer. It doesn't right. really matter. You yeah. get another six months out of them. Put yeah. them on well, new exactly, tires and that's where I'm at. I was like, I can run these things out, but there's signs on the tires. It, it's time. It's mm. it's getting there. Mm. So if I can get into the spring, it'll be perfect. You should be good. Yep. But so. uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty funny though because she was like. <laughs> I thought of it, and I did it. Like, yes. Put them in there. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the storm ends up being. But uh, for today, what are we're going to... Oh, well, this is... Where are we? I I Uh, wanted to share uh, this morning, because you said you woke up, and you're thinking snow, and you're, like, doing all this stuff. And what's crazy is we woke up fairly close to the same time. Um, Maybe we're... Maybe our circadian rhythms are... Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I get up. And we heat with wood, and so um, I was like, hey, I need to throw some wood on this fire because it's actually pretty cold, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Did you I, keep the fire going overnight? Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah, because we build it up, and then we, like, shut it all down. It yeah. just kind of – usually it works perfect on a regular winter night when it's mm-hmm. not, you know, sub-freezing. Um, you know, you don't have to get too crazy with the fire. But yeah. that – last night it was pretty cold. So I stoked the fire, put a couple logs on, uh, kept it going, got back into bed, and my mind was awake, and you know it's three thirty in the morning. I'm like, ah, oh, this is not <laughs> what I want right now. I just want to roll back over, you know. And I started thinking about a trip that we're going on. Yeah, time to start planning next week. So when this comes out, yes, we will be going uh, up to the Olympic Peninsula tomorrow. T- tomorrow, or yeah. Well, or it could be today. When, when however, that listen. yeah. However, whenever it's launched, but but basically this weekend when you yeah. guys are listening to this, we should be if all things go well 
should be up at the Olympic Peninsula doing some steelhead fishing. So take so take a second here and look yeah. out your window, or maybe you're driving. Yeah. Is it cold and sunny? Is it mild? Is it pouring down rain and gray? That's what we're going to be outside. <laughs> what are in we enduring for right now? Four or five days mm-hmm. up in the Olympic Peninsula. Going to go up with yeah. uh, our buddy Zach and yeah. take his drift boat and do some bank fishing and. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, I started, so we had made the decision uh, a while back, a few weeks ago, to camp. And I am going to try the tent, the the rooftop. And I'm like, well, there's no better way to test it out. I've got my buddy Aaron with his little warm igloo (laughs) in case I get frozen out. I'll just sleep on his couch. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And and so I was thinking through my gear, and I'm just going, oh, no, I have to really, like, get this organized i need a list is what i'm saying Mm. i i need i need a list and and i I was i was saying earlier to you i'm like my stuff is strewn you know strewn about the garage and in the summertime you just throw stuff in like it's fine stuff's already kind of together and ready in bins yeah yeah and and also it's just like when it's usually i will camp in nicer weather and so it doesn't Nothing needs to be totally packaged together quite as nice. You know, you can just sort of toss it in. Well, in the winter conditions, it's just different, you know, because um, my canopy isn't watertight. Mm. So On your tent or you, no, like a the, pop-up canopy? The canopy, like, of the on the truck, right? So, oh, your can- so it gets a little yeah, bit yeah, of water yeah. in the bed. Not a ton, but some. Yeah. And so I just don't want things rolling around in there, mm. getting wet if it's all nasty. And so I'm like... Tubs and bins. I got to put some serious thought to this. This isn't just driving to the Deschutes from here. No. (laughs) This will be interesting, yeah. uh, You know, the weather could be not an issue, and it could be great and mild, and we could be fishing, or it could be pouring down rain. I mean, we're headed up near Forks, Uh which is the spot, I think, in the U.S. That's where they did that twilight thing, you know, and it's the uh, place in the states that gets the most snow in what? the... I'm sorry, most rainfall. Rain, okay. Rainfall, yeah, Ooh, annual rainfall total. Uh, I, I was thinking about that. Snow is... Well, initially it was like, okay, it's probably going to be pouring rain the whole time. Yeah. And it might be easier if it's actually snowing be, because it, at least it's drier. Just brush it off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I confuse the rain and the snow. Forks is where they get the most rain in the in the in the U.S. Yep, the lower forty-eight. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Did you know? And uh, I was listening to a weather podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, they reference this place in the United States that gets the most snow. Do you, and it's in the state of Oregon. Do you know where that is? No. It's not a city, but it's in the state of Oregon. The most snow. So it must be um, in the high desert somewhere. Yeah, getting close. <clears throat> I would it's is it Christmas Valley? A little bit s- southeast of there, so Crater Lake. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. They do get a you know what? Uh I went I I went uh to my brother-in-law's bachelor party weekend. We we went to Diamond Lake, I think mm-hmm. down there. Diamond Lake. And that was frozen over and I was blown away to see a frozen lake yeah because normally a little ice on a lake is one thing but this was like 12 inches of ice it's a lot of ice crazy i'm ready to go ice fishing dude yeah you sent me a video yesterday we were watching uh i watched it it was trillium lake yeah people ice fishing and i literally i we've talked about this and i just don't believe you like no you don't you can't ice fish on Trillium Lake. Did you see those people out there? I did. I watched <laughs> the video, and I'm going, "Oh, well, I guess you can." Yeah. But still, I'm looking at the thickness of that ice, and I don't. I still wouldn't trust it. It only looked like it was three or four inches thick. Oh, I don't think that's thick enough. I don't know. I doubt they would have posted that video had it ended poorly. Well, it's true, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like a shift in the weather can thaw that ice pretty quick and i don't know i yeah we, for me, i went up there snow camping one time early season snow camping yeah and there was a, a little snow shelter out there ice fishing wow. thing inflatable deal yeah while they were ice fishing so it's i would do a awesome. deep freeze late season style yes uh yes. but they were pulling out some monsters it yeah. looks super huge, fun huge fish a little 18 inch rods i know there that's one of the best things about ice fishing is these silly little tiny rods they use yeah um, but I get it. I understand why, because it's like otherwise you got to be seven feet from the hole. You know, it's hard to hard to manage sure. the line. But yeah. still, this is funny. 
Monsters. So yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, today is just one of those fun uh, snow recordings. It's gonna. This is our first one. This is cool. It is. Yeah, I yeah. like it. We've, we've talked about it, like what if, right? I find it interesting that the only day I can get here on time is the day that it's <laughs> snowy and icy, and I've been up since five, four thirty-five in the morning, but yeah. on a regular day, I get here an hour late. Yeah, and it throws me off, because I'm like, snow? Well, there's other things to think about right now, and so you're on time, I'm late, it's funny. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. It is it is what it is. Snow a- is a good time to like slow you down. Yeah, it's good. I, you know, I was thinking about that on the way over here, because mm-hmm. I... Uh, chained up, and so you have to drive pretty slowly, right? A lot of snow, it's nice, right. it's great. But I have to drive under, it says under 25, so I'm just sticking it in like second gear at 20 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Fine on the back roads, but you get on the main roads here. We live on highway, major highway thoroughfare. Yeah. Like it's red on the map. And so I get down here and I'm in the slow lane. Cars are just flying by me <laughs> everywhere, which I would be doing too if I didn't have the chains on. Yes. But it got me thinking about how, you know, it is... Snow just slows you down. Yep. Whether you're driving or whether it's a day that you're around the house. Yes. Um, yes. I appreciate a good disruption. Yeah. I know that not everyone does. People are like, no, it can't snow. I got da right. da, da da da. I think we're in a different different dynamic mm-hmm. this year with work from home and yep. school from home. So hopefully people are taking some time to appreciate it and yeah. love the quiet. Just get out, be slow. Well, we were yesterday. I did not want it to snow because we were doing some prep for a project for work, and so I'm like, "Today, look, we have we have worked really hard to get to today, which is the last prep day before mm. we do our thing." And so it worked out that it that it didn't snow, but that was one of those things of like, "No, no, 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 not yet. No, tomorrow can't do it today. Can't. Do, <laughs> I got plans. I got to do this and yeah. this and this." And now I'm like, "Hey, we're good. Bring it on. It's the weekend." <laughs> The weekend's canceled. Yeah. Everything's canceled. Yep. Just drive around. So it'll be fun. What do we, besides talking about the snow, Yeah. what else are we going to be talking about today? So today uh, we're going to talk about um, doing new things um, and not one thing specific, uh, but but kind of how, how we approach new things hmm. um, and and sort of the our, our ideas around that. Um, what might be an example? For the um, listeners. Well, like if you're trying to get into cross-country skiing or fishing or backpacking and you kind of don't know where yeah. to start, um, you know, it, it could be any like, you know, outing. It, it's like if you don't have the gear and, mm-hmm. and you rely 100% on somebody else to take you. and You're you not going to be doing much stuff. You're not going to do that thing. Yeah. yeah. So, But then you've done that. They've taken you on a couple trips and you're like, hey, I want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. I want to acquire the things. I want to know. I want to have the lists in my, you know, yeah. uh, possession where it's like, okay, now I know I need these things to prepare for it. So, and just kind of like the, the, our approach to the whole thing. Um, and again, we aren't the experts necessarily, but we've tried a lot of new things and mm-hmm. we've failed a lot of ways and we've had some successes too. So, and um, I think our general philosophy is, is a comfort level in, oh, I don't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. I want to try it or I want to figure it out. Yeah. How do I go about the process of information collection, yeah. gear, equipment, safety, yeah. and then get out there and do it? You can't always go with other people, mm-hmm. but you know, empowering people to, to do the thing. You might want to take your family and go fishing, Yeah. right? You yeah, we're both curious people. Tennis. And so I can say for myself, I don't know about you, but I, I sometimes will say I've never met a hobby I hadn't wanted to try. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, the thing I often say is, you know, when there's some things that I kind of want to try, but maybe don't want to invest in it or add it to the list, is, yeah. as I like to say, you know, I already have enough hobbies that I don't have enough time for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So we won't get too far into that specifically, but it's like, look, if you are trying to um, start you know, introduce an activity to yourself or to your, uh, your family or whatever, maybe as a friend with some friends or as a couple, um, that's kind of what we're going to dive into is the, how the approach. Cause, awesome. cause sometimes that first step is the barrier, right? Take, yeah. Taking any action or getting yeah. there, but if you break it down, just eat the elephant. Yeah. One bite. So, um, so yeah, we'll get, that's our topic. Fun. And then before we get there, uh, I feel like we're going to do, we need to do a, a special, Camp coffee today? Camp camp steamer. We're going to call it... We're gonna, ready for this? Yeah. We're going to call it Camp Coco. Camp Coco. 
So look at this little. So we took pictures of this. Wow. Put it on the Instagram. So do you? Uh oh, I'm deflated. Your marshmallow deflated. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to use two uh, toothpicks to help it. Well, that's good because I want it in there. I don't want to eat it. I want to. Oh, you don't want to eat yours? No, I, I want to melt it into my creaminess. So you, this is a toasted marshmallow hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I probably drink, I don't know, three cups of cocoa a year. A day? <laughs> yeah. And snow is kind of like what's needed for me. Snow or Christmas time. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I know that in Oregon, mm-hmm. we can't count on, on Christmas being snowy. No. <laughs> so, uh, it's usually February. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's good. That is so good. Just a powdered, regular old powdered yeah. hot chocolate. They get Some people get fancy. Liquid, so, melted chocolate. And the burnt marshmallow on top of mine. I yeah. love that flavor. Because I don't really like marshmallows, but I like the smell of roasted marshmallows a lot. And yeah. I like the charred. The smell is really good. Yeah. I like the smell. I like the charred uh, outside. I don't like it on my hand. And no. it's burning. Or my aqua sock. <laughs> or your aqua sock. <laughs> Reference earlier. My, I think that was episode one. Was it? It, it was maybe, early. If it wasn't, it was in, I don't know. It was in there somewhere early. It was back. early. We'll find Way We'll back. find it. We'll tag it. <laughs> oh, uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's warm. Sit by the fire. Get, yeah. Get a little warm. My fingers are not uh, tingling with how numb they are, so that's good. Well, and it's we got a toasty fire. Yeah, we've got our cocoa. Um, update, update. It's still snowing. It's still snowing, and <clears throat> you know the plow just went by on the street out there, so it's <laughs> legit. It's a big snow. <laughs> I'm just so gonna good. keep checking the forecast though to see. Oh, now just it's only case. forecasted to be nine to fourteen inches. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Usually I do such a good job with my expectations, getting them so high, and then it's just a bust. Then you're just dashed. And then I just sleep all day. <laughs> I Today didn't want to get out of bed really this morning. I was really? cozy in my bed. Mm. Oh, yeah. It was so good. As soon as I saw the, looked out the window and kind of saw how bright it was, it was like, <clears> oh, this is going to be a good day. You're like, I'm going to be a good, good day. This. <laughs> this is, and we only get it, you know, like, what was the last time we got 20, 20, 16 or something i mean 2012 we've only had like three yeah. of these in the last 20 this is the third oh eight was a good years. year oh eight was so good lost my gutters oh yeah because we had tons of snow yep. and then the freezing rain yes and then that was when it just chunked up the roads yes and you couldn't even merge no that was the that's probably the worst one i remember yeah and we shut down for a good solid three days yeah uh, nobody left. Our neighbors, that was so much fun because at the time we lived in a, a neighborhood and um, we walked around with each other. We we like had just our kids were out playing. We would sled with them and we had a, like a kind of a gentle hill on our, our street. Mm. And so it was perfect. It was just that that where everything comes together. You yeah. know, the kids are the right age. The, the weather works out. Nobody can go to work. You're fine with being disrupted for a while. Yep. 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 It was amazing. That was the last. I was trapped at home. I had a little Toyota car at the time. and Yeah. It wasn't going anywhere, and so I was trapped at home for that entire span of like five days. I probably could have walked like three miles up to the Safeway or something, but yeah. trapped at home. And so that was when I made the decision of I'm last time. I'm going to have a vehicle yeah. that can get me out. So Let me ask you got, a question, Got though. the truck after that. Did you did you realize your love for canned meats at this point? Expired canned meats. It's been a lifelong passion. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a fan of the canned oysters. Mm. Not so much the canned can, canned oysters, clams, smoked oysters, smoked mm-hmm. clams. Haven't always appreciated the anchovy like I do now, now that I've found that boneless, skinless one. Yeah. yeah. It's good eating. I I had spam. Either today or yesterday. It must have been yesterday. <laughs> spam. Do you like spam? No. Oh, man. I mean, so I've had it and it's fine. It's just so stinking salty. We'll have to make that on one of these camp kitchens. I think I'll we do should. Yeah. Mine because I just had it uh, fried spam, you know, with a couple of eggs and yeah. a bagel. Yeah. But my absolute favorite way to have spam yeah. is make some rice. Okay. And then cut up little small cubes of spam. 
Oh, yeah. That's fry, like Hawaiian Fry them style. in a pan. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then eggs. Yeah. And so scrambled eggs kind of with the spam. Mm-hmm. And then I do all these separate, you know, but you could do them together. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's rice, spam, eggs. Yeah. Pineapple. I'm in. Teriyaki and sriracha. I'm in. It is, oh, yeah. it's one of my favorite breakfasts. I would eat that. And and I, I if I can remember correctly, every time I've eaten spam, I'm like, oh, that tastes good. Yeah. But it's just so salty. And I know that like that gelatinous fat <laughs> that's in the can. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> it is salty. I get the reduced sodium. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't, over the past six months or so, you couldn't find it at the store. Hmm. I had to go to the store brand. Wow. Uh, I, uh, canned canned meat, I think is what they call it. It's spam, but it's canned meat store oh, brand. Oh, I got Because they've been out of spam. And then I came across it at Costco in yeah. an eight pack. Huh. So I loaded up. So, I got so cans of fish, cans of spam, bags of rice, bags of beans. I could eat for probably <laughs> it could snow three for a months. Year. <laughs> snow for, yeah. That is so good. You're like the. As long as the power stays it's on. It's not really a prepper, you know. Because they have such a different approach to stuff like that, but but you got like I don't know, it's like hibernation. I think is is I think that's a good term for it. Like, hey, I'm good all winter. Yeah, I'd like to not have to feel like I need to go out and go to the store or get yeah. stuff. Like, I got what I, I need. Like I like going to get another stuff. Mm-hmm. I did hear a thing they were talking about. A guy got uh, uh, Alaska Public I listen to Alaska News Nightly which is the public radio from Alaska mm-hmm. and a guy was uh, what was he doing he was I think he was backcountry skiing it was a group of people backcountry skiing yeah. and he came across a bear den huh. and got mauled by a bear unfortunate unfortunate he had a, but his buddies had like an in reach and so they were able to call an SOS and a helicopter came and got the guy which is awesome they gave him his coordinates so they were Prepared that uh, the guy wouldn't have probably lived, yeah, if they had to package this him was up and where? pull him out. This was outside of either outside of Juno or outside of, I think it was outside. Oh, so it was a brown Juno? bear, it yeah, was a grizzly. a grizzly, yeah, yeah, man. And it what they said was they were not going to put the bear down because the bear was not acting aggressively, it was just super unfortunate that the guy yeah. stumbled across the den. And apparently, these dens, when there's heavy snow amounts, can be really hard to see, yeah, and they're not completely out, but they are just. Reserving in a so state much of slumber, is slumber. Yeah. But if you come come bumping around in their den, like yeah. it's going to protect itself. So, dude, uh, rabbit trail upon a rabbit trail. Um, I know a guy who runs a camp up in Alaska. Um, <clears throat> he's a native Alaskan. His stories of bear hunting mm. are crazy. It is literally they find the dens. <clears throat> one guy. Um, goes kind of... So they're going in the winter. Yeah. Okay. So they, they that way you can locate them. Yeah. They crawl in to make sure that there's somebody home. Crawl into the den? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is, it's insane, right? And um, they basically like take care of business and take and shoot them there. <laughs> like, or they'll like poke them. Because again, they'll crawl in to verify this is not a mama bear with cubs. Yeah. You know, it's legal. But, uh, but yeah, they'll. Whoa. Some guy gets on top and puts a stick down through the den, and the other guy's in the shoot of the of the bear den. Like, oh, what are you doing? That's crazy. You're insane. Yeah, you know. Um, but it's I don't know. It's like the way that's an advance doing a new thing. We're not going to talk about how to go that. bear hunting no. in the winter time. Oh my gosh! To find them in their den. That's like the hardest way to get a bearskin rug. Yeah. Probably. It's like either you will be a rug or the bear. We're right? not quite sure which. Yeah, one of them. I have <laughs> yeah. a bear on my wall. You, Yeah. Black you, bear. That's one, one of my things I would love. One that my dad, or my uncle gave my dad many, yeah. many years ago, and then cleaning out the house and moving in a number of years back, he was like, I don't want this. And so I took it. So but cool. Of course, roommate has some really cool, she's got two bears mm-hmm. with Bo, and so she's got one of them is kind of... Smaller and the big mm-hmm. massive one she got uh, turned into a pelt sort of a thing and it's up yeah. on their wall. It's amazing. I'll send you a picture of it today. Yeah, it's like I want to see it. You're sitting there. You look up and its head is just right there on you. That's so cool. The other one, the smaller bear. Uh, a, a previous tenant had a dog, and the dog ate off some parts of the bear's uh, anatomies. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> 
if you can take a guess at which parts, I'm not going to be specific. This is a family friendly show here. Whoops. But, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, yeah. So, good segue. If you uh, wanted to learn how to bear hunt uh, in Alaska, we're not talking about that today, but maybe there's some things that you wanted to do or yeah. you think. You know, with Instagram, you see something, I want to go fly fishing. I want to take my family camping. Yeah. I want to, I mean, even something like going snowshoeing. That's why I yeah. think it's super fun when we do those uh, full moon snowshoes and like you can get tour companies that'll do them. Yeah. The, what those afford is not necessarily, you could do the activity on your own, but I think that people don't feel comfortable with yeah. equipment. They don't have the gear. They don't feel safe going out by themselves. So those offer an opportunity to do a new activity. So what we're going to talk about is, Maybe getting to a point of like, you want to do a thing on your own. How do you go from idea to actually doing it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I would say from, I don't have a specific story necessarily um, from like my family. If I thought about it long enough, I probably could. But, but I, I feel like more drawing on the experiences of having kids, going through new, you know, with your kids, whether you've done it, uh, done some uh, specific hobby on your own before kids, it's almost like doing a new hobby when you introduce the kids to mm, it. Even right? if it's the same activity. Uh-huh just different and and you know case in point for me was fishing because um i learned slower than i probably would like to admit that when i took my kids i had to not fish Mm -hmm. and and so at that point in life that was very very frustrating to me because i really needed that time i didn't Mm. realize how much but i needed to be able to disconnect and fish so i was trying to do that so the frustration of trying to manage them and help them and to you know, mm-hmm. do all the stuff where you should be doing as a dad to like have fun with your kiddos. Yeah. And you know, it's like when they're picking daisies or whacking the bushes with sticks, that's probably more important than the actual fishing part. When as a dad, I was like, but if I can catch a fish and they can feel the wiggle on the rod and they can mm-hmm. feel a pull, that'll get them excited. That was not how it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so it is kind of important where you go, you know, for sure. example, like that, you know, yeah. you're not going to go to an area where the fish aren't touching much anything and it's peaceful and serene, but you're probably going to go to the spot that's popular, that's well-stocked, yep. that I've taken some friends out. I, I like doing that. Um, yep. I'm a little bit different in the, I I think of those times as not my activity, but like I am doing everything I can to help this other person enjoy mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so that they want to be engaged in it and do it, you know, and part of that is making it fun and taking care of the stuff that so that they can enjoy the activity. So this is why you'd be a better dad than me. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> I've taken my brother and some friends and it's, you know, like I'll, I'll pick the stuff out. Yeah. They'll carry some gear and then like I'll help get them into fish or I've taken my cousin's uh, son and we went up and did a camp trip and, and caught some fish with him. And I just abandoned those as like I'm fishing, mm-hmm. but really I'm trying to get some other people into fishing. So, and yeah. I think that that's, that is one important way that I go about new things. So one way is finding mentors, you yeah. know, and kind of piggybacking on somebody else. You know somebody yeah. who has, that's why each year I get that, um, I get the sport pack from Department uh, of Fish and Wildlife. So yeah. I have my hunting tags, I have my clamming, I have shellfish, I have fishing, salmon <laughs> steelhead, all of it. Because I would like to, I, I've done some duck hunting, yeah. but I've never done deer, elk, bear, anything like that. But I want to... If somebody says, hey, you want to go do this? Yeah. I'm like, yep, I got it. Let's go. Well, and plus it gives you the most passes. It do, I do like I like right. stuffing my wallet yeah. with passes. You can kind of like jangle as you as you walk around like, oh, that's that sound? Oh, that's, that's just all my passes kind of <laughs> clanging together. What, what's that folder under <laughs> your arm? It's just all the passes. I can do anything, literally. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? <laughs> I have it. I got a pass. I I got the brochure here. I got the manual. I got, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I like, I also like supporting. I know people are philosophically different on this than me, but I'd like supporting, giving my money to Department of Fish and Wildlife for enhancements and improvements to programming. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. that. Yeah. They do. Um, But also, like, if a mentor were ever to say, hey, come out to Elk Camp with us. Sure. Like, I'm ready to go. I got got my grandpa's rifle got the permit i got the gear let's go so well, a mentor is a really good way but if you don't have a mentor yeah what do you some do? of these things can be tough right 
So how do we want to break that down? Um, because uh, I feel like what we'll do is we can just take something. I don't know. I don't know. I would say a couple of things. You know, so I'm. We don't have a ton of notes here on it, but mentor is one way. You know, find people. I was gonna say hire a guide. Hire a guide. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <clears throat> you will, and you will find this more and more. You do a little research. If the the reason guides exist is to help you experience a thing without diving head on into something, right? Hmm. And you can be a successful, you know, fisherman, mountain climber. Uh, you know, if you don't know how to hike down a trail and you need a guide, you can be snowshoe, a snowshoer. Yeah, yeah, so snowshoer, right? Skiing, yeah, all of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a great one too. Ski lessons. It's worth the money. If you've never skied, if you've never snowboarded, or if you have skied and you've never snowboarded, taking a lesson, even mm-hmm. though you might be humbled by the, the eight-year-old kid that's kind of snotty who gives you a hard time because you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's worth it because the, the helpful pointers will get you started much quicker. So the value in investing some time and money yeah. into working with lessons or a guide pays... Yeah tenfold over the as opposed to mm-hmm. going out struggling buying the wrong thing having to buy another thing not knowing what you're doing not yes. knowing where you're going having a miserable time and being like well that's no fun and ask me how i know how do you know <laughs> that was all that's my been my approach for uh-huh. a lot of years <laughs> until i was like oh yeah this is not the best way to do this this yeah. is terrible yeah you know or it takes well so i love fishing right and and i started fly fishing when i was like 19 mm-hmm 10 years later, I'm starting to get it figured out. 10 years. That's a long time. That's way too... I wasted so much time just just wandering blindly into a sport, not really seeing the value of, you know, basically paying for information, right? Yeah. Um, and like, I'll just figure this out. What mm-hmm. can, what, this doesn't look that hard, right? You all, you're focused on one thing as opposed to what's actually important. And <clears throat> so I, I finally ended up going to like a, uh, a weekend retreat that was focused on fishing. Mm. And I learned more in a day and a half mm-hmm. than I had in 10 years. Yeah. And that was like the aha moment of, oh, yeah, this was worth it. And in the before times, presently maybe not so much, a lot of these organizations, for example, like Department of Fish and Wildlife, has done a lot of programming, mm-hmm. introducing people. So on free fish days, they'll do like, come on out with your family. Yes. There's guides there. There's people from Trout Unlimited. There's people from the Steelheaders. They'll do like a women's casting clinic. So if you're you know, a woman and you want to get into fly fishing and you don't really know where to start, you, yeah. you don't have people that you can talk to and show you, you can go to this place that's in an inviting um, environment. Because I think we're seeing more and more of that as you have so many ways to spend your money and your time mm-hmm. that like those that are advocating for uh, sports, hobbies, recreation opportunities are trying to do everything they can mm-hmm. to onboard people mm-hmm. into those activities. So, yeah. So step one would be, yeah, like figuring out what's the, how are you going to pay for, not necessarily that it's about paying for, but how are you going to be getting access to an expert, right? And somebody who's going to be able to teach you. Yeah, and another way might be just in uh, humble yourself a little bit and walk into a store mm-hmm. and ask somebody. I know for me, yeah. oftentimes I like to think, yeah. you know, I don't I I know enough, but right. I find in these moments when I ask the people who are really the experts, whether it's at a fly shop or whether it's at a bike shop or whatever it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. people are willing to help you. Right. You know, they're just not going to always be pushy on you in terms of yeah. salesy. Right. So you got to kind of make that approach and say, hey, here's where I am in this. Right. How can you help me? And, and what what do I need? You know, this week, I think it was this week or last week, I watched uh, a video on somebody's Instagram, one of the local paddle shops around. And um, they made a very good point because they were saying, you know, being off season for kayaks and stand up paddle boards and all that kind of stuff. They were saying, you might not think that this is the time to shop for a kayak. And, um, and, and basically they were saying, actually, this is a great time. And their argument was, uh, I felt like really valid, valid. And I never really thought about it this way, but during peak season, 
they bring on extra staff to because everyone's flooding the shops mm-hmm. and they they need to buy this or that they're just you know they're inundated with people cuz it's hot and summery and people mm-hmm. want their flotation device right and so it's um you it's hit and miss as to who's going to be helping you mm-hmm. because the people they bring on aren't necessarily paddling experts mm-hmm. well in the winter time they pair their staff backward back down to where the, it's just the essential people who are actually lifestyle paddling experts. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was actually a really, uh, I thought, a valuable piece of information because you're going, yeah, you know, especially if you're in the phase of, look, I want to have a conversation where there's not, you're not feeling rushed, you're not feeling like you're wasting somebody's time, and you're, you're going to feel like you can have the, the salesperson's attention, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll, you'll give them the opportunity to then say, well, this is how I've entered into the sport or how I've kind of moved through it. Yeah. And you're going to get a better leg up, I think, and more attention. And you'll probably get just a better overall experience if, mm-hmm. if you do end up buying. And a lot of the paddle shops will rent too. And so you'll be able to know that, hey, come spring or summer, I'm going to come back here. I'm going to rent what we talked about mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah, you also get more opportunities for discounted pricing when you're mm-hmm. looking at stuff off season. You have previous year models, mm-hmm. you have sales going on. Also, one of the local paddle shops does a kind of a demo day where they take yeah. the boats all out to the water. Yeah. And you can go out there. So that might be another one, right? Like, I want to do stand up paddle boarding. Yeah. But I don't know. Do I, am do I, I good on a, buy one? Yeah. Am I good on a $200 one from Amazon or do yeah. I need a $1,500 one? Like, what's the difference? There's That's huge differences. Yep. But if you don't know, you might end up just buying a discounted cheap one that's not going to work for you, then you got to sell it and get another yeah. one down the road. It's neat when they have those days where you can go out and try it. Talk yeah. to the experts and, and try it for yourself. Hey, paddle shops, you should talk to us so that we can actually say your name. <laughs> we would love That'd be to. be a good one. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but that is, that. I like those water days because you have the, yeah, like you said, the opportunity to try the things. Because you can literally take a $2,000 paddle board out and then one that's like three or four hundred bucks, yeah. And see the difference, and and you will be able to tell because maybe you don't have a friend who's got, they may have one, right? Mm-hmm. And you can paddle around for twenty minutes. Is that a good test of like, you know, how you're going to use it or not? The features right. and the difference, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like also with a kayak or a canoe, like mm-hmm. you can buy them at, let's just say GI Joe's. Two hundred dollars, <laughs> or you could buy them at the at a, at a specialty shop for six thousand dollars. Like, what's yeah. the difference? Yeah. And so, finding someone, just asking those questions, looking for opportunities, and doing your research online. Of course, I mean, I think like that's almost implicit in what we're saying. Yeah. You know, looking for people that sources, magazines, long form. I love long form. So grab a book. You know, from the <laughs> Friends of the Library sale. Yeah. Grab a book. Grab a magazine. Do some research on your own. Kind yep. of start looking at it well before and the flip side of long form i will say this and this is a great resource i learned a ton from it is youtube youtube oh my gosh it's such a great um resource when you're trying to learn things the hardest part and the frustrating part is weeding through terribly done videos Mm. that really just people repeat themselves they never really actually get to the thing what the video is actually saying it's about you know, yeah. maybe at the very end, they give you a little piece of information. So this whole podcast started with a YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How remember? to have a podcast. Remember that lady? What was it? The blue haired lady. Oh, yeah. How to that's do the equipment, right. buy the wrong yes. stuff. Yeah. Do the yeah. thing. We you did. Buy the wrong stuff. We listened to her advice. We bought the wrong equipment and then we returned it and bought the right equipment. And we went into a store. And we talked to an expert. We showed them and they said proudly. Like a YouTube doesn't ask you, hey, what do you want to do? Yeah. But the guy asked us, what are you trying to do here? And yeah. we told him. He's like, oh, you want that. Yeah, he goes, uh, you it. don't have the right equipment. We got I, it. I don't it know how to works say fine. <laughs> so a good example, whether it's <laughs> podcasting or, uh, you know, fishing or whatever. I think we, we got to stop with the fishing. I, not I, everybody fishes. Not everybody. We fishes. always go back to the default of fishing. Yeah. You can do this for anything. You could do yeah. it for racquetball, tennis, racquetball, squash, squash. <laughs> what's the what's the oh, the old people one in the nice weather? Pickle pickleball. Pickleball. Pickleball yeah. in the nice weather. <laughs> well, they don't do it here. <laughs> I think it's more like a desert thing, right? I just know my friends' parents that live like in the desert. They're the ones playing pickleball. It's That's not around so here. That's so hilarious. Yeah. 
So okay, so obviously okay. we've kind of we've kind of covered that. Get your get your uh, your expert uh, information. Uh, if you need Internet, to pay for YouTube, it, expert, yeah. yeah, all the avenues. Pay there. for it, guide, mentor. <clears throat> so then you've decided to go out and try it. Maybe you go on a, a guided tour or something like that, or a guided trip, and you're going okay. So I'm I'm good. Um, so the next thing would be gathering your gear, and we've covered this pretty thoroughly. Of like. Do we need to buy the most expensive? Mm. And it's like, that's just a, a a decision you need to make. And I would say your budget dictates the gear you buy. Yeah, and you don't always need to even have your own. You, I mean, if right. you want to go snowshoeing, right. you might ask your friend who you know goes snowshoeing and yeah. has snowshoes. They likely would say, here you go. Yeah, borrow them. Borrow or rent. You know, there's tons. Like mm-hmm. renting snowshoes, I think it's like 15 bucks, yeah. 10 bucks, something like that. So for a day, I'm going, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. Why would I ever buy them? You why know? would you buy them? Yeah. It's a great opportunity to get into it and try it and see, mm-hmm. you know, do I like it? You might find that you just find it miserable. Mm-hmm. But what um, are some of the ways that this cannot be miserable? We can ensure that a new activity is not miserable. Well, so I would say that makes me think immediately of, of kids, right? And like taking okay. kids because um, it can be great, but it's a lot more work. Right. And so uh, uh, first for me uh, would be adjusting expectations from the very beginning. Mm. Right. And um, for yourself or for the the, the others you're for going me. With? OK. Yeah. You know, but I mean, depending on your family, it might be for your kids or for your whole family. It's like you, you one kid may be just hard charging. Nothing phases them. Mm-hmm. The other kid may be the kid that needs to have the information. So, you know, that's where a little, you know, parental EQ goes a long way of mm-hmm. like, hey, how are my kids different? And, you know, sometimes um, I think that a lot of kids, what looks like whining may just be a piece of their personality going, I don't have the information mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to feel good about what we're about to go do because they just may mm-hmm. not know. Sure. Right. And there is also the the part of they're not going to know until they've tried it. So it's like you want to yeah. give them as much information as you can, talk them through it. You know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to try this. It's going to be fun. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you make it fun. Do that kind of thing. Make sure that's where the expectation comes in. You're not going to be shredding the gnar. You're going to be on the bunny slope all day. And they're going to be the ones who set the pace. And I think that's where I was getting to is let your kids set the pace of the activity. Hmm. Um, When I go ahead. I I would add in here like a willingness to be flexible. Right. Because, you know, you might you might set it up that, hey, hey, kids, hey, friends, hey, family, whomever. Right. Like we're going to go snowshoeing. We're going to go cross country skiing and we're going to do it on Sunday. Right. Sunday afternoon. Well, you might get a Sunday afternoon where the conditions are just horrible. Yeah. And so, you know, abandoning that and saying, well, we could go do it, but let's just hold off and maybe try it next weekend or Mm -hmm. next season even potentially, because I, I think that introducing people trying new activities mm-hmm. are so dependent upon the conditions and the weather and stuff like that. And if you can set that up in a way that people are more likely to have a better time. I mean, once mm-hmm. you get into a thing, you're kind of like, I'll do it regardless. I got the gear. I got the equipment. I'm ready to go and do this no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I got to remember often not everybody's like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Um, I One of the things that when I think about doing anything with kids in cold weather is um this is it's not like i don't know where i got the idea but i just started deciding um i needed to dress dress down where mm-hmm. you know and and the reason i guess i kind of landed on this was you know i had uh, really quality cold weather gear um all the layers Everything was waterproof, you know, gloves to hat, head to toe. I was fine in most conditions. Mm-hmm. Whereas with kids, it's all hand me down pretty much. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, that's how ours, our kids was because it's like we did it so infrequently, and it was just yeah. like let's just get them out there, let them, you know, give them their time or whatever. And, um, but you also want to make sure that your kids are safe, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, and and you're not gonna be all toasty and warm, and they're frostbitten, you know, getting <laughs> hypothermic. Yeah. And so I would, I started dressing down a layer or two. Okay. Yeah. 
but don't leave it at home. Bring the layer in your backpack. Bring mm-hmm. it with you, mm-hmm. right? Because you still do need to be safe. If you're part of the problem, that's bad. You may yeah. make the news and not yeah. the best way. Yeah. But but like, if I started getting cold, I knew that that would be an indication that the kids might be getting cold. So check mm-hmm. on them, right? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? That's where you like unzip their uh, bibs or whatever and give them like reach in, touch their core mm-hmm. to figure out how do they feel, you know? If they're not warm on their core, then that's a problem. Yeah. You know, because kids uh, will compensate for so long and then they just crash. Mm. And so mm. that's another thing is to to have that. And that's just a safety thing. And maybe they're not, mind. they don't have the awareness to re- start recognizing exactly. it earlier. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, I'm freezing, <laughs> my mittens are wet. Yeah. And we got a problem here. Yeah. And so doing that with the clothes, clothing is, is a great idea. I think people can look at that, you know, as an example of how to manage their families when they do activities. I think also duration of activity is probably worth noting. It's different for the first time. It's different in adverse weather. It's different with younger kids. It's different with people Mm -hmm. with inadequate gear than it might be for a typical day of like, we're going to go out and be out there all day. A lot of times. set, Set it up to succeed for everybody. We would create adventures next to wherever we were, right? Instead of driving to the mountain. Right. Or if maybe we were maybe we were at a cabin somewhere, you know, it's all in how you pitch it right Mm -hmm. with kids. And so it's like you guys want to go on an adventure and you're literally walking, you know, maybe a couple hundred, 300 yards around the house that you happen to be at. But it's in the forest and it's woodsy to them. It feels like they are in survival land. Right. It's amazing. And it's all so they're just that's where I feel like bringing imagination into that experience can help them learn to love that activity that you're trying to do. Um, and so that's kind of a fun thing to, to do. Cause you don't have to like, that's another, we, we look, um, at, at people's photos or, or videos or whatever it is. And we might go, gosh, they were at a trailhead. They hiked to the peak of something. Let's do this as a family. Instead of you could literally accomplish the same level of fun, if not way more mm-hmm. where you're, a five minute walk from the house where you're staying yeah, to go get cozy and get your hot cocoa and, you know, wet clothes off and get dry and warm. <clears throat> and they still feel like we saw deer. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we picked up pine cones and all kinds of stuff that, that, you know, would be, um, an adventure for a kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So last week on the show, you know, we were answering some specific questions in regard to Roy's questions about uh, a skin suit and going cross-country skiing. And (laughs) we thought, you know, how we got here today is, you know, that's applicable, but maybe better off what we can do is talk in general about a philosophy and an approach to how to do a new activity. So I think you and I are probably fairly comfortable in this. I think other people mm-hmm. may not be outdoorsy or they desire to be outdoorsy, yeah. but they don't know how to get there. So we just wanted to kind of talk that through. Things like Google, you know, a guide, humility, uh, talking to uh, uh, people at a shop, mm-hmm. looking for opportunities to, to go with other groups, yeah. tours, um, friends that are doing stuff, right. shops that are trying to sell things. Demo days will be a big thing in whatever sport it is, whether it's a golf course, right? They'll have demo days. They'll have all the mm-hmm. brands out there, and you can try all the stuff. Boat shops will have it. You can do it. The Sportsman's yeah. Show yeah. Um, is a is another great one in, in the before times. And in normal years, you can go to the Sportsman's Show. Yeah. And all of your outdoor recreation opportunities and organizations are there, from products mm-hmm. and gear and lines and brands to organizations and ways to volunteer and give back. So that's a really cool way to go about it. You can try out different boats and campers and all the stuff. Yeah. I think some of it's going online this year, but um, I don't know how that'll work out. So that'd be kind of neat if you could watch it from the comfort of your own home. There's, they'll have like experts that'll come in and they'll have these huge pools where you can look through and they're clear Mm -hmm. and they kind of create uh, wood and stones and yeah. contours to the, the to simulate like a river, yeah. and then they'll have steelhead in there, and you can see where they congregate. Yeah. So you kind of can think, okay, in the body of water I'm fishing, yeah. I know from seeing fish in a natural ha- natural in air mm-hmm. quotes habitat mm-hmm. where to be targeting them. Yeah. So look for those educational opportunities. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's I forgot about that too because 
Those can be fun. Sometimes I think those can feel overwhelming because there's tons of people everywhere. That's why you go on Wednesday morning when they open up. <laughs> Take a day off work and go to yeah. the sportsman's show. Yeah. Yeah, but that is a good place because, I mean, there people are there all day, all weekend long, you know, and mm-hmm. they're there to talk with people, connect, and, you know, it's like if you're, let's say you're leaning toward a specific brand or company's stuff, and this is their chance to earn your business, you know, so hopefully they brought their A crew, yeah. you know, and they've, they're have they there to answer your questions and, you know, it might be boots or it might be packs or coats and this kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that will help you um, kind of get ready for what you're doing. Um, and then I would just say schedule the time because if, you know, that's... You mean in like get it on the calendar? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just if it's not put on the calendar and it's not something you've regularly done, I mean, how many years go by with it's like, oh, this year we're going to, you know, whatever this it might be. This will be the year. This will be the year of this, right? And um, Move it from an intention yeah. to an action. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Reference back episode 201. So January was intentions. <laughs> February is actions. Uh. Oh, we're doing things now. Oh. Action. We're going fishing. We're going camping. Love it. Yeah. Winter time. So this Can't... applies to a whole lot of winter stuff. That's kind of what we're talking about. But anything really, you know, whether it's mountain biking or playing mm-hmm. tennis or backpacking. Yeah. Backpacking is a is a thing that is just incredible. You know, once you get into doing something like that yeah. and you get a little taste of real wilderness and real backcountry and the yeah. peace and quiet that that affords. Yeah. But there's a pretty high bar, you know, set to get into that yeah. activity because you want to do it safely. You want to <clears> not <throat> break your back carrying a ton of stuff. Yeah. And so this, it might be, a, you might apply it to, to, to an activity like that. And wh- I recently got a piece of feedback too of, um, you know, someone saying, Hey, could you, could you break down like items in a backpack oh. that we might take for a day hike? And I was like, "Well, don't tell Aaron, because he'll he'll bring the <laughs> he'll bring the kitchen sink." But With ten essentials, yeah. So, but I do think this would be a great topic to dive into specifically, like to backpacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently, uh, Amy went ha- hiking with some ladies, and um, and they had a blast, and they had a good time. And so Amy comes back, and she's like, "I want a stove," you know. And so she's like, "I need it. Oh, yeah. I want to be able to boil water quickly and have it be lightweight and all these kind of stuff." Because we just we haven't backpacked uh, my one of my first i think it was my first present to amy when we were dating was a north face backpack because mm. we had talked mm-hmm. about oh it'd be cool to go backpacking i got her that so this is the kind of funniness of where i was at i got her a backpack a small like handheld bible and um a thing that is called the lady j and that is <laughs> what allows a lady to stand while you pee. Oh, wow. It's like the Shiwi. <laughs> the Shiwi. They got a whole bunch of those, but this is like almost like a vintage model. Yeah. This is a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, dude, I got it. Honestly, I think I bought that through Sierra, Sierra Trading Post, mm-hmm. when it was back in the magazine form when you'd get that small size yeah. uh, newspaper catalog. And I was cracking up when I found that in there. I'm like, I have to buy this. This is hilarious. <laughs> I don't even think she ever used it. We gave it to somebody. It was so <laughs> funny. But so she, I got her that backpack and we've never really used, I mean, we have used it, but she's sure. never used it for an overnighter, yeah. but she does want to do an overnighter. Nice. And when she went on that day hike, the ladies were, some of the ladies were talking and they're like, well, we don't even know what you would bring. And so we won't talk about that today, but I think mm-hmm. that would be um, a, a pretty interesting and helpful maybe mm-hmm. uh, conversation to give somebody like a checklist, you know, of like these are good things to have. Well, and I need I need a list for this weekend. So, you know, I don't know. I need lists. <laughs> I need your help. You're an expert. Lists. I love it. I got a notepad, but I also use it's it's owned by Microsoft now, so it's kind of lousy. But it's called To Do. It used to be called Wonderlist. Mm-hmm. And Wonderlist is a list making app mm-hmm. that allows you to make lists within lists. And then they sync from I have the app on my phone, it's on oh. my computer, it's on my iPad. So anywhere I am, I'm putting stuff directly into a list that I have access to anywhere I am. So if I think, oh, I need to take the stove, yeah. I dump it in there and it's on my list. But I haven't started the uh, OP lists yet because you have not. No, I think we were going to have another call yeah. maybe today. 
I mean, it's next week, so we got to get that. <laughs> we going. probably today. should figure some stuff. If you're out. listening to this, we might be up in beautiful weather in the Olympic Peninsula rainforest, or we might be in the pouring down rain. Yeah. yeah, we might be catching fish. We might just be standing under a tarp. Yeah, dude, exactly. It's gonna be awesome though. But we scheduled it a long time ago mm-hmm. when we were like, "Let's do it, block it out, put it on the calendar." Yep. And then we had it, and then all of a sudden it's like anything you put, you plan for it, and it's way in the future. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, "Well, that's next week." Yeah. Exactly. That's next week. <laughs> Stay tuned. Catch us on Instagram for. Uh, I'm sure we'll be sharing some. Hopefully, photos we can get some photos. Yeah, that'd be video good. and stuff like that. We might even do a show from up there live with our portable equipment. <laughs> I'm like soaking. We'll see how it goes. So that's it. So this has been fun to talk about. That we love getting questions like we did last week from Roy. Um, if you guys have questions about specific things you want us to talk about, give us a call. You can reach us at somewhere here. I got a phone number five zero three four two seven eight seven four three. Thanks for listening. Yeah, He's always thinking producer Chad. He came in. I think he's cross country skied in. Yeah, he did today with all this. Snow. I uh, I saw him skiing in, and I was like, oh my gosh, throw the coffee on. Yeah, you go know? on the extra mile. Yeah, Chad, you you're just an iron man. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to um, get access to extra content, um, stuff like that, check out our Patreon page. Um, breaking camp. No, what is it? Patreon. <laughs> I always mess this part up. Patreon.com slash Breaking Camp. There you go. Um, and so you can check it out. You can see what we offer there just uh, for our Patreon people. Uh, thanks for being a part of that. And, uh, yeah, we love what we're doing, and we're glad you're along with us. Um, most importantly, you guys, get outside. Have some fun. Have some fun.